The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome to the show, everybody. I am so happy to see you here. And I want to remind you as well to vic.com. That's incinc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. And today's topic is all about procrastination. So I know that a lot of you will resonate with that. And, and um, guess why I wrote it? Hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes we teach what we most need to learn, right? And so I hope that you enjoyed that. I'm getting a lot of good feedback on it. And, you know, as a business and life coach, I've probably heard every financial woe story that you can imagine. And, you know, things like people talking, taking out home equity lines and, um, charging up charge cards to maintain their business, entrepreneurs investing money on loan from families and friends into endeavors that fall flat or take a long time to succeed. And that can certainly devastate a relationship and, and people leaving well-paying jobs to pursue their entrepreneurial dreams. And those retirement funds go go really, really fast. So, uh, you know, sadly, the money quickly takes over everything in the life of people who, who fall into these situations. And the potential for personal and financial devastation is absolutely overwhelming. But there is a recipe to soothe your financial headaches. And if you're not in debt, you can even use this recipe for long-term financial health to meet other financial goals. With us today is communication expert and seminar leader, Larry Pearson, excuse me, Larry, from Landmark. Landmark is a personal development company that's had more than 2.2 million people use its programs to cause breakthroughs in their personal lives and in business. And in his 21 years at Landmark, Larry's been instrumental in helping people turn their lives around. I'd like to welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, Larry Pearson. Hey, Marla. Great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here today, Larry, and I'd love to start the show by asking a little bit about you. Tell us about you. What, what, is, what is your passion, and uh, tell us who you most love working with. Well, my passion, you know, what, well, my biggest passion is, too, I want sports. I'm a sports nut. I love sports, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. And, and the, other passion I have is my, the other passion I have is my job. I, sure. you know. Sometimes, you know, people say, well, do you love your job? 
one of those things where I get to say that this is the best use of my life. Mm, yeah. You yeah. Know, it's just the best use of my life. It's what I love to do. It's, you know, the travel and everything else is just, you know, not even a problem for me. Yeah. And yeah, I understand. Population. Helping people. Helping people is so fulfilling, so fulfilling and rewarding that it becomes a part of, of, of our lives, a critical and key part of what we do. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Larry, you've worked at Landmark for 21 years. That's a really long time. You must really believe in their programs. Um, and I know a uh-huh. lot of people who have gone through the Landmark programs and, and have really turned their lives around and credit the programs for being instrumental in that. Would you be able to share with us one of, one of the biggest, like, the most difficult stories you've seen occur with the most significant turnaround as a result of, of Landmark? Well, there are, there are several. I think the, some of the ones that's most uh, significant for me is when I work with teenagers specifically. And when I watch teenagers come into our program upset and, you know, in despair and to watch them walk out with a new relationship, not just to life, but to themselves, to their finances, to their, who they are as human beings and to their families, that's probably one of the most satisfying things in the world. Mm-hmm. And also I've led in Haiti and South Africa and, you know, those countries where people deal with, you know, really significant things and to leave when they got power to deal with it for themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that for me is, is what, you know, what I'm built for, what I live for. Mm, that's amazing. That's amazing. And it's got to be especially working with kids because you know that, you know, they've got their whole lives ahead of them and that you're a part of that in the sense that you've helped them, you know, turn around their mindset or their thought process in some significant way that's going to make a big difference in their future. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, thanks. So, Larry, I know that today we're talking about the three C's recipe to soothe credit card and debt headache. And I think that certainly, certainly applies <laughs> to entrepreneurs, as I said in our intro. You know, we, we become so passionate about what we do and we, you know, learn to believe in ourselves and, uh, you know, we can we can take a little too much financial risk sometimes and so I know of a lot of entrepreneurs who really and truly have, you know, done things like taken home equity lines and second mortgages and mm-hmm. racked up a lot of card charge card debt. And you you talk about the financial story and that there's there's fact and there's fiction and you teach people to separate them. What do you mean by that? Well, oftentimes when we as human beings deal with things, mostly we deal with the story of it. You know, for example, I was, you know, I was leading a program and I was talking to a gentleman uh, about what he was dealing with. And what he said was, I'm drowning in debt. And his, all the emotion was there, but I was what he's drowning in and how, you know, he was trapped by it. Mm-hmm. And inside of that world, he could never see any clarity. So the, what I did was I said, okay, look, I got that part. Now let's just stop and take a look. Are you actually drowning right now? And he started to laugh. He goes, no, I'm not drowning. I said, okay, good. So let's take that out of the way. and Just, just take a look at 
what exactly is your debt? Let's get specific. What is actually happening in reality without all that? What would you say? He said, I owe $50,000 here, 10000 there. That's okay, good. Now we can look at what actions to take to manage that in reality distinct from I'm drowning because you're actually not drowning. He started to laugh because he never got that drowning had nothing to do with what was happening with what he had in reality. And he was yeah. able to powerfully deal with that. So, so then are you basically saying that when we can put aside, um, like we tend to blow it up, not necessarily out of proportion, but we put it into very emotional terms, right? And yeah. um, when we can take that emotion out of it and look at it from a logical sense and take, you know, create a strategy that we're more capable of, of dealing with it. You know, Marla, that's real, and the way you said it was really great because most people don't ever deal with the world called their emotions are not the facts. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you get like the emotions or the cloud that's between you and life, and the moment you take those out the way, I'm not saying they're not important, but once you take those out the way, you can see what you're dealing with in reality, and you can take action. Oh, $10,000 debt. Great. Let me look at my other accounts and find out exactly how I'm spending my money. What am I actually doing? Oh, I don't have to do this thing. Okay, that'll save money here. It starts to get you clear. It does. It does. Now, in working with entrepreneurs for so many years, I found that a lot of times we tend to put blinders on. You know, I'll ask somebody, okay, uh-huh. so let's look at this. What is your debt? What is, you know, so on and so forth? And and what are your revenues, you know, and, and your profit margins? And they have no idea and they don't even want to look because they're so afraid. How do you help them pass that? Well, the the one thing the one thing that's really clear when, when that happens is we start to take a look at this. One, what you know, what do you make it all mean that you have this money there? Like the the debt, the, debt, the bills, like that world of it. We mm-hmm. first start with that, and you said the really great thing is they're so afraid to look because the relationship that they have to the facts is not really the facts, you know? Right. And. Once, once we first got to get them to just stop, stop the action, just stop the action, mm-hmm. and look and see what's in front of you. And once they start to get that, I had a guy once in a course. He said, "I said, oh, you worried?" He goes, "I'm worried." I said, "Well, what are you worried about?" He said, "I'm worried. I'm not going to have any money." I said, "Okay, good. Is that happening right right now in this moment?" He goes, "No." I said, "What are you doing right now?" He goes, "Talking to you." I said, "Okay, good. We can start there." Mm-hmm. But it got him out of his head and into the conversation we're having, which is something that you do with entrepreneurs. Right. Right. And when, when we're living in this in this story, this financial story that we tend to get so connected to, it definitely has a huge mm-hmm. impact on our choices, right? Absolutely. It has an impact on our choices because if you don't know what you have in reality, you can't choose freely. You can get the caution, the uncertainty, the to all that. So one of the first aspects of of our of the formula that we have is just get clarity, not just for you, but for the people around you, which I think is important. 
as having clarity for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how so do we do small that? Business, if you have to, well, mm-hmm. well, one of the one of the ways in which we do that is sit down with everyone in the group and look at just look at what are our goals here, guys and ladies. What do we want to do here? What are we out to accomplish? And then once you get everyone in the same room in the same conversation, you can start to uncollapse, pull things apart, find out where they are. But you said something in one of your uh, shows that I listened to, Marla, and I did listen to you. Well, thank you. And that was, <laughs> and one of the things you said that was really great is doing it alone leaves you in a silo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you have other ideas of people around you, of your team, that brings hey, clarity. Hey, Larry, we're, we're going into break, and we'll be right back with this Million Dollar Mindset. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spiritual perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we 
We're here today with Larry Pearson from Landmark. Landmark is a personal development company that's had more than 2.2 million people use its programs to achieve breakthroughs in their personal lives and in their business. And that's a lot of people. You can learn more about Landmark at LandmarkWorldwide.com. Larry, thank you again for being here with us. And while we're going into break, we're talking about separating that financial facts from the financial story, that emotional story that we can just so easily get whirling around in our heads and get really tied up with. And it prevents us from taking strategic action toward our our financial uh, freedom if you will. So we went into break pretty abruptly. I apologize for that. And go ahead and, and tell us more about how you help people do this, Larry. Well, you know, as we were saying before we went to break, we started to take a look at how can you do that. And one of the things that uh, you said in one of your shows that was really great is you can't do it alone. No, no, you when can't. When you try to do something alone, you only have your perspective. And oftentimes our perspective is so entrenched in other things that when you have other people you can bring a lot more clarity to the situation when you bring your team in if you're a small business or bring your family in when you're you know when your family i was working with one family one father wanted to take a family vacation but he was also in the world of i'm drowning in finances and debt and what he created was sitting down with his family creating a commitment creating a game called we're going to go on vacation in five months how do, what do you want to go? How do you want to do it? What is it going to cost us? So it became a family item, not his personal item, which not only motivated the family, but he had an experience that he wasn't alone. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I have a client who did something similar, Larry, and, and what happened was her 12-year-old daughter, without them even knowing it, saved all of her babysitting money for that six or seven months, whatever it was. And she ended up with $1,000 and insisted on buying all of her own stuff. Amazing. You know, I mean, that that kind of, imagine that the 12-year-old did that. What they're doing now is mm-hmm. that moment a 12-year-old gets that they can be successful in finances at 12, and imagine what it'll be like as they go through life owning their own business. They start to have a different mindset regarding that. Yeah, And yeah. it started in that one conversation, so it built for the rest of her life. So now she can go out and she'll be the president of a company one day. Why? She learned at 12 how to save money. Mm-hmm. Truly amazing what, what that has taught her. And I'm sure she felt so much more in control of of her time on that vacation because she didn't have to ask mom and dad permission for souvenirs or anything else, really. And how liberating is that for a kid that age? Well, can you imagine the confidence that she's got now yeah. going into school, into right. life, that there's nothing she can't accomplish because she can't. She accomplished something that most of her friends will not have not done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So a wonderful really, learning. It really builds something really big for her life. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about here as a whole, Larry, is, is so important because in my experience, um, folks who are having financial issues, there's a lot of shame attached to it. And so they want to keep it to themselves. Mm-hmm. And you're saying you need to do just the opposite. You can't do this alone. Bring in, bring in the troops. Exactly, because when you bring in the truth, there's two things that I, I, 
I want you to consider. Do you know that a lot of our financial unclarity comes from our parents, our parents, parents, our parents, 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 and we just kind of inherit all the things we got going on, mm. you know, all of our habits around money. Okay. So when you bring in new eyes, you get a fresh view of it. Yeah. New ways to see it. You know, that reminds me of a statistic I saw today that said um, that the majority of CEO positions and um, really and truly successful, highly successful entrepreneurs, that that experience is limited to the top one percentile in terms of established wealth. And so these families who raise their kids understanding how to save money and, and how to invest and, and how to succeed are producing our CEOs of the future. Mm-hmm. That's great. Like you, like you said, the young lady who's 12, she's a CEO of the future because she's getting really great habits. She's getting clarity for one, the, you know, the mm-hmm. clear, I put this amount of money away, this is the end result. She's getting commitment called the game I'm playing is I want to go on vacation with my parents and buy my own stuff. So she's got something that she's saving for, living for. But there's also this other aspect called calendar, milestones, incentives that you create for yourself so that you can then get, okay, good, what is the schedule I'm going to use to save that money? Because without a schedule, Marley, it's not going to happen. Right, right. And so so you're suggesting that we we get our, our facts separate, separate from the emotion, from what you're calling the fiction, and we, we bring in the troops, we bring in our support, whoever that is, and if we have to go to Landmark to find support, then we go to Landmark to find support, and, and then Absolutely. we, yeah, and then we create a commitment to, to like a schedule. Now, I'm going to push back on that a little bit and ask you, because I know a lot of our listeners sure. are probably thinking this, well, how can I schedule, how can I save when I can't even pay the mortgage? Well, if you, if you go back to the first aspect of clarity, you first start to take a look at what exactly are my finances across the board. Get it all in front of you so you know in reality. Mm-hmm. But once you know in reality, then you create a commitment for, wow, I only have, I'm just making this up, right? Mm-hmm, right. $150 left a week out of my, out of my pay after I pay my bills. Maybe create a small game. Well, maybe I'll put $10 away a week, maybe five, but something that you'll experience yourself being successful versus everything always going out. Mm-hmm. And when you can see yourself doing that, you start to give yourself a lot more room. You start to yeah. feel better about yourself. Yeah, even yeah. A it, small amount of saving has you feel better about yourself, and that's what a calendar is for. That's what milestones are for. And then you start to notice you're growing. And so talk us through this calendar. What does it look like? Well, um, let's see. For myself, one of the things that I did with this process is I planned and paid for my wedding. Wow. No, well, well truth of the matter, my wife planned it. I just paid for it. Right? <laughs> That's usually how it works. I was doubly impressed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, she planned it. I paid for it. 
But what I got clear was we picked the date that we were going to get married, which is July 1st, seven years ago. And then I started out a year before then, and I got in communication with a friend of mine who's also great with finances. And I said, Jerry, this is what I'm committed to. On the 1st of July, we're getting married, so I need to save money. So Jerry said, great, let's create a plan. So we sat down and created a plan, and then we looked at the calendar each month, each week, what was I going to put away towards that? And then we gave our promise I wasn't going to touch that for any reason. Mm-hmm. But it and became that's... something, and I watched my wife kind of get more and more excited as we got closer because she could have what she wanted, but it was because I used the calendar to schedule myself to do that over time, and it just kept building, and I got more and more confidence about it. And then when the wedding approached, she had exactly what she wanted and where mm-hmm. she wanted and how she wanted it. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that that helps me, Larry, I, I don't know how you feel like about this, but I have a few different accounts. And for instance, I have an account where all of my tax money goes. Every month I put away money toward my property taxes and, you know, another account, you know, for other, you know, I have separate accounts for separate things. Do you do you endorse that? Does that work for most people? Absolutely. Because that's part of the commitment process to where you have your tax money. You're clear. You have a commitment to when you know when the tax man calls, a tax person calls. Mm-hmm. You can then go to your tax account and have that handled. It gives you such peace of mind that you've done that work. Yeah. And as you start to create those different outcomes and different aspects of your life, you can start to see how versatile you are. You can start mm-hmm. to get things you want because you've done those things. You've created those milestones. You've created those something to live into. I think that's very, I think it's very, very powerful. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, since this is the Million Dollar Mindset Show, you know, I have to bring in the mindset aspect of that and, and the creativity uh, and attraction aspect of that. And and that is that when you have this set up and you start to see those accounts building and, you know, okay, so maybe you set up your account for your taxes in July and they're due in September and, and it's scary because you don't have enough time. I mean, yeah, that's true. You do have that aspect of it. But the following year, as you see that account building up, you you start to feel more relaxed. And when you're more relaxed and more confident about your funds, then you begin to open up the potential for more money to come in and for for the stress to leave. And that mindset is a critical part of this. I, I agree with you 100%. And your, that mindset that you're speaking about gives you complete clarity mm-hmm. because you know what you're dealing with. You're not worried about what's going to happen because you already have it in front of you. I think the mindset is a critical aspect of it. Yeah, it really is. And Larry, we are going to be going into break in just a few seconds. So I want to thank you again for being here on the Million Dollar Mindset and remind everyone once again to head on over to Inc.com where I write my weekly article and um, getting a lot of fun feedback on this week's article, which is why productivity tips don't always work for you procrastinators out there. And uh, I, I got that because on my 
uh, in one of my groups on LinkedIn, somebody asked about procrastination and what works. And 95% of the feedback was just do it and productivity tips. And that's not always enough. So go on over to inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco to find out the real secret behind beating your procrastination tendencies. We'll be back in just a minute. the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka, and we'll be right back after these. Are you yearning to connect with those close to you who have passed on? Do you feel you'd be more at peace or more in balance in your life if you could only have that connection? Now you do. It's time for Alex Laws and the Alex Laws Hour. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Alex discovered an incredible balance that allowed him to listen and receive messages from the other side. Not your traditional psychic medium. Alex has spent the last 27 years as an endurance athlete and entrepreneur. At the core of Alex's abilities is his knowing that in order to open one's soul to the universe, one must open their heart to being authentic. The wisdom Alex has shared from those beyond the veil has helped at an international level and changed people's lives and sometimes, too, their direction in life. Need help with your life or business direction? Tap into the spiritual realm of Alex Laws. For more information, check out alexlaws.com. Then join us for the Alex Laws Hour with Alex Laws. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central here on The Rock. Star Radio Network. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on Toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 success stories from successful entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on DougieNet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on DougieNet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today on the Million Dollar Mindset with Larry Pearson from Landmark. And you can find out more about Landmark and Larry at LandmarkWorldwide.com. And Larry, we've been talking about the, the three C's recipe to soothe debt headache and specifically where it applies to entrepreneurs as well, because, you know, mostly because entrepreneurs tend to take on a lot of debt. They take on a lot of risk. Now, not when we say that entrepreneurs are risk adverse, what that really means, people interpret that wrong, in my opinion. People think that that means that they're willing to, you know, risk their money. But 
entrepreneurs who are very, very successful don't risk money very often. They have done, they partner with people where the research is done and they invest in, in things that are as close to sure as, as they can possibly imagine. But a lot of startups and struggling entrepreneurs are the ones who take the risk with money. Is that, would you agree with me on that, Larry? I would, and and there's a, a second part that's in, I think inside of that is an entrepreneur who who takes on what you're talking about. They really do do the kind of homework and the kind of due diligence that gives them a leg up versus leg up versus just say let's just go throw money at things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that kind of work gives them real clarity in you know their business venture, whatever that may be. Right, right. One of the things I see, um, I think that inventors are notorious for this, that they get what they think is a great idea, and it very well may be, and there are millions of products that have been invented out there that will never come to see the light of day, because what they do is they they get this idea, and instead of doing the research and and doing what you're saying here, and that is make the commitment and the calendar to save the money and and make sensible financial decisions, is they take a second mortgage on their house or home equity line, or they borrow a hundred thousand from family members, and and they get this prototype made, and they do all the branding and all the packaging. And then, and I see this all the time, Larry, they don't have the money to take the product to market. And it's devastating. Mm. Yeah. So that that happens quite a bit. So they can use this plan that you're talking about here, these three C's, to prevent that from happening, right? You know, they absolutely can. And I think the other part that, you, that you're speaking about very powerfully is mostly what stops people from having clarity is something you and I started talking about earlier is when people have a good idea. They mm-hmm. have a good idea, which may be a great idea, but they operate in the singularly with it, only themselves with it. And they all they then don't go to the experts in that particular area to see what's been done before, see what's happened before, get clear about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest. That's one of the biggest reasons some businesses fail is because they don't do that kind of, the kind of work right. that you're talking about doing. And I think that'll make all the. That's one of the things that make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. It really does. And Larry at Landmark, you don't work strictly with entrepreneurs. Obviously, you work with the general public. Is that right? Yeah. And yes. and so you've that's seen. Correct. So you've seen this issue from all walks of life. What what kind of mentality or attitude or problem or thought process, whatever you would call it, is is most generally responsible for the great burden of debt in people's lives? Well, I think there's a couple of things that are usually most responsible. Is one, as human beings, we usually inherit our point of view from my parents and from my parents' parents and so forth. And then oftentimes we don't really get an opportunity, we don't really create our own self-expression regarding finances. You know, we have, we're living in a, in a day and age which is an immediate gratification society by this, by that, but we don't always do the thinking. So people spend a lot of money to look good for other things and for other people 
don't necessarily do the kind of thinking required to say, wow, do I really need this or do I need that? You know, one father was like, I bought my child $300 sneakers. Why? To keep up with the guys down the block, but he didn't have the money mm-hmm. to spend, so he had to start to deal with, what is my mm-hmm. priority here? How am I going to work with my teenager? How am I going to teach them the kind of values that will make a difference? I think right. that's one of the things that get us all as human beings in the trap of that. It's just wanting those materialistic things. And, you know, conversely, we see, we have seen a lot of people in the last uh, few years since our economy has kind of turned upside down here. We've seen a lot of people who could afford those things and 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 get themselves mm-hmm. into trouble because they've created a lifestyle that after losing their job or the company going under, they obviously can no longer support. So there's something to be said for, you know, maybe not living um, extravagantly, even if you currently have the revenue. Well, I think that I think that's great. If you look at the what happened with the with the economy, there are people who lived really big, and then when the economy hit, they couldn't they could no longer live as big as they used to, and they built up tremendous amount of debt, living under living that way. So they had to reorganize themselves like really reorganize themselves on the kind of life they're not going to live, going from a not such a big house to a smaller house. In one course I led, a family really had to deal with a hard time adjusting from going from a nine-bedroom house to a two-bedroom house. Wow. It, it served its purpose. But like you said, the mindset was something was wrong because they're not in the big house anymore. And that was as critical as anything else because they were not connected to the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of takes us back to our earlier conversation about shame and, well, that was my label for it, um, and including others in this conversation. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people who, not a lot, but I know of people who were in that situation that you just described, and they keep it so secret, and they don't reach out to family. They don't even tell family members what's going on, and I think it just exasperates the whole situation, making it such an emotional burden. How would you suggest that you know, people, we talked a little bit about this, but I'd like to revisit, you know, who do we bring in? You said bring in the family, bring in your team. Talk more about that. Well, it depends on if you are a small business. If we take the three different aspects, you know, small business. If you're a small business, your team around you, whoever's in that small business with you, you know, sitting down with your, with your team. I had a gentleman uh, in a business that I worked with when I was in South Africa. You know, they were dealing with exactly what we were talking about. And what he did was he got his executive team together. He said, "Okay, everyone, this is where we are. This is what we this is what we're dealing with. This is how we've handled it in the past, and it didn't work. It didn't work. So now, between us, we got the ten of us in the room. Let's not put every idea on the table. Nothing's a bad idea. Nothing's stupid. Put it all on the table, and let's start to knock around and see which one of these ideas would move us forward from what we're committed to." And it was extraordinary because people had the confidence to say, how about this? How about that? Let's look at this. And in two days, they created something that was so extraordinary to them because everyone then had an experience of being used 
experience of being honored and their minds used and participating and contributing, which is a major difference. Yeah. It created a whole world there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a, a concrete example of a company that really made a very powerful move into the future by including everyone's comments, their thoughts. But when the CEO said there's no bad idea, don't worry about any of that, put it on the table. Guys were coming up with things they had written down in their desk and was afraid to say and what the CEO say. Mm-hmm. He just gave them the freedom to fly. Yeah. Yeah, that's very powerful. And and for solopreneurs out there who don't necessarily have those resources, you know, I can give an example from my own life here. Um, I have a uh, business partner and we are creating a new venture called Make It Happen. And it's live and virtual events, empowerment events for women who have a dream and they're not moving on it. They're just not making it happen either fast enough or at all. And, um, you know, so we need to market this. It's happening September 20th. And one of the things that we did was we reached out, we went through our databases and we reached out to the biggest influencers on our list locally. And we've invited and female influencers since this is a female event. And we invited these women to a breakfast and we're just getting together actually tomorrow morning to brainstorm on different ways to market this event and different thoughts that may not have come to us. And that just to me, these women are more than excited to come and help us. And we're just buying them breakfast. That's it. And and that to me is, you know, people want to be collaborative. And so when you have when you have things that you need to talk about, and I know money is a very, very private issue, but you don't have to necessarily always pose it as a money issue, right? You could pose it as a business growth issue or a help me find a new job issue, right? Well, I, I think that's, you know, the one thing I think you're saying that's really brilliant is that people, we have all of these superstitions and past experience around that conversation around money is like the hidden truth of something, you know? Mm-hmm. And the moment that, that that's pierced a little bit and they start talking, they find that people want nothing more to contribute to another. Right. But they have to get past all of the superstition they have about it. And I think that's, you know, what you're doing is, is really great. And you'll find, I know I found for myself with my wedding, I went to my friend Jerry, who I knew was really good at finances, and said, Jerry... I need your support here. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I have all my embarrassment, all of my stuff going on, everything that I felt was exactly what everyone else feels. And Jerry said, okay, let's take a look and work it out. I could breathe then. I could think again. That's wonderful. And here we are already going into our final break. And uh, so we'll come back and talk a little bit more about the three C's and uh, how they can help just about anyone from entrepreneurs to people who've lost their jobs. In fact, that's a topic I'd really like to talk about when we come back from this break. Thank you, everyone, for being here. This is Marla Tabaka, and we'll be back in a moment. the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset 
with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on Toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on DougieNet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here separating fact from fiction with Larry Pearson of the Landmark. I'm sorry, it's no longer Landmark Education. It's just Landmark, so I'm told. Um, and uh, so, Larry, that, you know, I touched on something that I'd really like to talk with you about. I don't know if it's something you encounter often, uh, but, you know, people who have lost their jobs, you, you know, and, and they have debt just left over from everyday living. Uh, do you have any tips or insights about how they can still maintain and, and manage until they find a new until they find new employment? Yeah, I mean it's a great question. Um, when the recession really hit, you know, I was leading a program, and a guy came came up to talk to me about exactly like his house was about to be foreclosed. You know, he had lost a well-paying job, and he mm-hmm. and he started to really doubt himself as a human being, which oftentimes happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, he, and what we talked about, and we talked about, but he in, in Marlow, the way he started to doubt himself, very successful, very powerful. His first real for himself failure in life that he felt he didn't have a say over. Yeah. And the first place we went to was getting clarity on exactly what's actually happening. You lost your job. Okay, got it. What are what is the debt that you have? Once you start to get the facts, then when we looked at what did you what decision did you make about yourself? He made a decision about himself that he was not good enough, but that was from such a long time ago. 
that he made that decision, so all of his drive was that. So once we got that out of the way, we started to create commitments that he could start to make that would have him experience himself. So what can you do in the meantime before you find the kind of job that you were doing before? The moment he got that, he literally settled down and started to see clearly, brought that directly to his wife, and they had a conversation. Then they had a conversation not just with him and his wife, but then his children. So he started to get in communication the way you were talking about earlier, but left him with a lot more room to just to breathe. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's so important. And I, I don't know, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. This is this is one of these Marla Tabaka insights, <laughs> and and it seems it seems to me that men have have a really deep level connection to their ability to provide. And that when that is threatened, uh, you know, it can cause, it can cause a lot of emotional upset and, and even depression and problems leading to inaction. Do, do you see that as well, Larry? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we as men, we want to know that we can take care of our family. We are the providers. Yeah. And we are clear that if we're not going to provide it's not going to happen. So it really does challenge us and our inside of our own conversation, you know, our own manhood, if you will, mm. that we're not handling something. So what you're saying is absolutely correct. And then sometimes, Marla, we don't go talking to anyone. We become right. trying to figure it out by ourselves, you know, which yeah. really leads to the commitment goes out the window we don't start dealing with our calendars. We don't start dealing with the things that work in a day-to-day manner. Yeah. And then, and I know we're, we're getting into the psychology behind this, and that may be outside of your comfort zone. I'm not sure, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. For the women who are listening who may be in this situation with a spouse or a boyfriend or even a brother or father, what have you, you know, what? What is the best, you know, we, women want to help. We're very collaborative. And so we want to go in and went, well, how about this? And have you tried that? And what about this? And da, 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 da. you know, what is it? What are we really supposed to be doing, Larry? <laughs> That's funny. I got, I really get it though, right? <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's I, that well, men are from well, Mars, women are from Venus thing. Yeah. You know, it's really, it's really great what you said, that, but particularly in the area of finances, you're 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, and only for, like for my life, what only I can say is, you know, my wife and I have, the, you know, have that thing where it, it got to the point where she said, okay, I need to know one question. Like, yeah, how do I support you? I don't know how to support you when it comes to this area. Mm, and her just asking me that that way gave me the freedom to slow down. And she wasn't saying there was something wrong with me. She wasn't saying that I'm a bad dad or a bad husband. She was simply asking, what can I do to support you in this area? Mm. And it was great because we were able to focus on that area. Yeah, and it sounds like you have very strong lines of communication open in your marriage. You, I, I'm assuming you didn't give her the response that I think a lot of women here um, listening may may have gotten, and that is, um, I don't know, just leave me alone. <laughs> well, 
It was there to be said in my head, but it didn't come out my mouth. <laughs> Kudos, Larry, because that's not what we want to hear. <laughs> it didn't come out my mouth. What I said was, I don't know, but can you give me a little, a little bit of time to think about that, and then I'll let you know in the next hour or so. Oh, that's good. That's good. The, okay. But yeah. the great part about my wife was she said, okay. She didn't mm-hmm. press the issue. Yeah. Because she also has the clarity that if I said, I'm not sure, it doesn't mean no, it doesn't mean I'm not interested, it just means I'm not sure in that moment. That's the real part about having that kind of clarity. And then we were able to say, okay, good. What are we committed to for this particular area, like the car or mm-hmm. our bills? Now let's get the calendar out and see what we're going to do. But it was not about you're not good enough. It was really about a credit, a credit partnership. And I think that's the other part that's really critical in the area of finances, a created partnership so that you both know exactly what your feelings are about finances. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you'll both be driving the truck at each other, not knowing what's happening. Yeah, that's that's a good metaphor. Yeah, and, and the men can be left to feeling very alone and the women can be left feeling um, very excluded and and hurt yes so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so it, communication it, it, it really yeah. does provide i'm sorry go ahead no I, I go right ahead i was just saying how important the communication is and go ahead yeah and i think we as human beings underestimate communication because we have our own set and series of thoughts, feelings, and emotions about it that we've had for so long that we take into our businesses, organizations, and situations without ever getting clear if my picture is matching yours, Marla. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Larry. No, no, that was it. I said once we get clear that you know, your picture by finances is different than mine, or mine is different than yours, we can then as a team, as a business team, as a family team, as a man-wife team, as a partner-partner team, we can then sit down and say, what's your basic feeling on finances and families? I can tell you mine. Then we, then we can create one together that's not from our past. We can create one that's going to work right now for our like team, that. for our family, for our organization, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that helps everyone to, to not feel left out in the cold and, and helps eliminate some of that need to create that overwhelming story that we can get so caught up in. Larry, I know that you have an upcoming seminar at Landmark. Can you tell us a little bit about that, what it's going to be about, who's it for, and where we can find more information? Well, you can find more information on, on uh, Land, at our website at landmarkworldwide.com. And we have various seminars on various various aspects of of life. And, you know, the one that I'll be leading uh, upcoming in Detroit is really about empowering yourself as a human being. So when you can get your past complete and get all of that out of the way, it's an opportunity for you to see clearly and create something that's never been created before. And in three and a half days, we have those kinds of conversations. 
and it's provocative, it's thoughtful, it's personal, it's open. You find how common we are as human beings, that we all got the same thing and how powerful it is that we can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And when I can hear what you have to say, Marla, I said, wow, I didn't think about it that way. Well, that's a new way to look at it. Okay, I can see why I've been seeing it this way, not that way. It just gives you so much freedom to get you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, you know, knowing that you're not alone can be 50% of the equation, right? I mean, 50% of your answer and and give you that energy and whatever infused optimism that you can take out of that enough to start helping you to open up and be receptive to the solutions because, you know, I know as a coach and a human being that it, the stress prevents us from seeing the solutions. So this sounds like a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. What's the name of the seminar that you'll be doing in Detroit, Larry? Well, I'm leading. It's called the Landmark Forum, mm-hmm. and it's our, it's our it's our fundamental program of uh, of Landmark. You know that really starts to begin to have people distinguish the world of clarity, commitment, and, and those things that are are important for us to have a life that's powerful. Wonderful. Yeah, so that's what it is, and it'll be in Detroit, and you can find out about, find out more about it on our website about your local office. Perfect. Well, Larry Pearson, thank you so much for being with us here on the Million Dollar Mindset, and uh, good luck moving forward and helping to empower people to their fullest potential. And and thank you for for sharing in my passion to do that. So thank you, Larry, for being here today. And Marla, thank you for the great work you do with people because what you're doing with people in the area of finances will support them, not just them, but their children and their children's children. So the work you're doing is extraordinary. I love that. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. And everyone, I want to thank you for being here today. I want to thank everyone for being here today. I do so appreciate hearing from you. And you can reach me, as always, at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. And please do check out Make It Happen at MakeItHappenLive.com. It's coming up September 20th here in the Chicago area. MakeItHappenLive.com. I'll see you all next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 